your job doesn't have to be your identity. And I think mm-hmm. for a long time, I really tied up like what your job was with your whole identity. And so over the time that I was freelancing, I recognized like I can have a job for this company, work really hard and do well at this company. And that, you know, but the way that I thought about it was like, they're paying me for mm-hmm. my time and they pay me for this much time every week and I can give them that. Yeah. And you know, but my identity is still around these businesses that I want to. I don't know. So I think sometimes maybe people romanticize what a side hustle is and <laughs> yeah. like make it bigger than bigger like a bigger thing than it really is like i yeah. don't think that i have anything necessarily all that special other than like a stubborn belief that i actually can have whatever i want friday friday happy friday everybody hope you guys have enjoyed your week so far i have a real awesome guest for you but as always make sure you're following the podcast on daltonkjensen.com you can join the newsletter there you can join the discord the facebook group Wherever you like to interact with the podcast, you can do that. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. But it's most important to me that you guys share it with your friends and enjoy the show. So with all that being said, I have a really stellar episode for you today. Michael Kalaitis uh, joined me to talk about his photography business, uh, his journey through 9 to 5. And most importantly, we talked a lot about sales and philosophy and just knowing that Guys, if you're starting a business and you have a nine to five, it's okay. Sometimes people have nine to fives and they start their business and they and they never give either one up and or, or they give up the nine to five to start their business full time. Either way, it's all your situation. It's all good. And that's what me and Michael talked about throughout this episode. Uh, just be kind to yourself and be kind to those around you. It's a crazy time in the world. We're definitely praying for everybody in Ukraine. Um, we're praying for the world because this is just crazy unprecedented times. So stay safe. Remember that mental health is important. It's okay to take time for you. And uh, with all that being said, and without further ado, Michael Kalaitis, and make sure you, again, you share it with your friends. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Michael. Michael. Yeah. Okay. You're not the first person. Dang it. Up, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Michael, how do you say your last name? Colitis. Colitis. I got that right. Yeah. I thought it was McCall Colitis. <laughs> yeah. Close. Way closer <laughs> than a lot of people. <laughs> Michael Colitis. All right. Cool, dude. So um, I'm really glad that we reached out on LinkedIn. Really happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. I think we're going to have fun. Um, but tell us like, and I think it'll be really fun to dive into your story a lot because I think it resonates with a lot of people. So why don't you start by introducing yourself for everybody listening and then give us like, you know, your background, your kind of story, man. Yeah. My name's Michael. I grew up here in Salt Lake, mostly out in Sandy. And then around high school, I moved up in the Mill Creek area, went to Skyline, went to Utah State for college. First job I got out of school was working for the Utah Jazz selling season tickets. Oh, dope. that was a pretty fun gig for about a year. Um, then I got my first tech sales job working for Qualtrics down in... Okay, yeah. Um, Provo went from Qualtrics to Pluralsight, which is another tech sales company. And then from Pluralsight, that was, I had stopped working there like February of 2020. And that's, you know, the last, the next two years are kind of just a mixed <laughs> bag of jobs and stuff like that as the world got a little crazy. But um, that was my first taste of freelancing as like a photographer and like building Squarespace sites for people and stuff like that. But oh, yeah. Then I really wanted insurance and so i got a job selling fuel cards for england logistics oh yeah a little bit 
Um, and then July of 2021, I went full-time freelance for a while and oh, was nice. just doing photography. I had one client that I was managing their Instagram and, uh, did that up until mid December. And that's just because I got hit up on LinkedIn by a company that I work for now, Workstream. They're down in Lehigh and interviewed oh, yeah, with them. them. And yeah, it was just, I really dug the energy. It felt a lot like some of the, you know, Qualtrics and Plural side. I was there kind mm-hmm. of early as well. And it's kind of the same energy and it got me excited. And I felt like I could fit a nine to five in, you know, and still continue the the media business that I started and so that's that's where I'm at now I've been doing yeah. that pretty much mid December that's kind of where I wanted to take this because there's a lot of nine to five bashers yeah. in the world in like the hustle culture world yeah which is very strange to me yeah. I don't know why you'd really I don't know what people, are your thoughts like I I feel like people who aspire to work for themselves or do something else are looking for like the soonest opportunity to make the leap yeah um. And I think most probably do it before actually preparing and stuff like that. And one thing that I realized that made me want to go back and get a nine to five is being surrounded by very experienced people and like having really good leaders. And especially in sales, the things that you learn are so universal. And so yeah. just like even, but in my mind, I've determined that the nine to five is the side hustle. Yeah. Like my business is still like my main yeah. like passion and, pro- and like it takes up most of my mental energy. Yeah. But it's like, okay, like I feel like I can learn a lot, especially at the stage of this company that people that we're in. Yeah. It's just really, really like we're building the car as we're driving it. Like yeah. it's kind of scrambly and I love it. Um, and there's really smart people there. And so I like the fact that I am going to be working closely with a lot of these people during the day, especially in like a really crazy building a business time. Yeah. Um, at a much larger scale than I would ever be involved with. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I'm excited about the nine to five is like to have leaders that are, you know, old people that are older and more experienced than me. Um, you know, all the things that I'm going to learn there will translate into me being a better business owner. Yeah. Oh, for sure. There's a, like a direct correlation between like how you become successful in sales and how you scale your business, like your own business. Right. Yeah. Because being in sales for me is always about, um, creating business for yourself and like learning how to like be scrappy and, and, uh, learn that. But I like your, I like your viewpoint viewpoint because I think you hit the nail on the head with that in the sense that, yeah, you're nine to five. Like it's almost like a networking opportunity. If you're in a company like that, if you're in a place like Utah where you can get jobs at startups, yeah. where you can learn kind of, you can see everything cause it's all out on the table. Right. Yeah. And you get to learn all the f- aspects and facets of the business and, and overhear really cool conversations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were at, uh, I, cause I work for a company called via a small start or not small anymore, dude. They're, they're almost going to, this is their unicorn year. Oh wow. Bro. I, I think, I think they're going to hit a billion this year and it's going to be bananas if they wow. do, uh, if we do so, but it's just cool. Yeah. Like you would never get that. Like I would never get that if I just like didn't, you know what I yeah. mean? But it's really fun because, you get to learn, you get to be experienced. And then if you're in sales, it's like, and you're experienced in sales, it's sales is not that hard. Yeah. I kind of just, <laughs> I kind of just fell into it. Like really? Yeah. My yeah. Ta- Dude, how did you get the selling jazz tickets? Um, uh, so I just applied for like, it was one of the first jobs I applied for. Um, oh really? Oh, you can just apply. Just on, so how do you as do an, as an account executive is what I applied for. Yeah. And then I interviewed with them and they were like, essentially thought that I didn't quite have enough sales experience to be in an account executive role. And so he actually 
I must have done well enough in the interview that he was like, I want you to work here, just not on my team. Oh, sure. And so he referred me to another manager and I ended up working in their inside sales team. Okay. That's but, cool. Yeah. I think it was just, I don't know, online job board of some kind. Saw Utah yeah. Jazz. I but like, basketball, what, so, so what did you do? Like you were inside sales selling season tickets, just like people call in. Well, yeah. I mean, sometimes. Or did you call out? Did you do mostly cold calling? calling out? Yeah. They were using Jeez. Microsoft Dynamics as their CRM, which was a disaster. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> I don't want to like trash talk the, but it was just interesting. They were, it was just very, and that's what kind of made me jump to tech is like it just it felt like they were still selling in like the nineties. Like we were taking credit cards with a pen and paper. And yeah, all. dude, no, for sure. So, um, but that, that yeah. So I they started as an inside sales rep. They there's no like book of business, no geography. There's just like yeah, there's just a CRM, selling. and then yeah, start calling people that exist in there. Um, kind of the main thing was to try and drive people to the arena for like you to walk around and look at seats because you could really sell people once you got them down to the arena. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah, so you would That's get, crazy. If you could convince someone to come to the arena and like walk them to their seats, walk them down on the floor, it's yeah. like really, it, like your like chances, just, yeah, someone just buying over the phone every, happened, just yeah. not as often. Wow. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's bananas, dude. So I think part of the reason I got the job at Qualtrics is I was like, I recognized that we were doing things super outdated and I kind of like petitioned my manager to help push to get us some iPads. Yeah. And I created like a Prezi presentation to like walk potential clients through. And then we had photos in like a folder, a shared folder for like it was basically a view from different areas yeah. so that it wasn't your exact seat, but you could get a good idea of what your seat would look like. So instead of like walking people all around the whole arena, you know, we had this like little area where we would bring them down to, and then we'd kind of do a little presentation on the iPad and it was a lot nicer. And then, yeah. you know, when it came to purchasing, we were just input, they could input their information on the iPad. It was a lot nicer. So it was just like consumers though. Well, you weren't selling to like businesses or there, that happened sometimes, but usually you had to have an in. It was like, you know, my dad's friend owns this business, but it was a lot of cold calling people's houses, people's cell phones, like very, very. Wow, random. dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that the jazz cold called people to sell their season tickets. I mean, I think that. Or maybe they don't do it anymore. Yeah, but. it's. Well, I think it probably like those numbers got on a list somehow, you know, so. Well, yeah, it, no, yeah. but I understand. Yeah, but, yeah. but the fact that they like pick up the phone and call people to like. Like me, if I en enter my phone number at the Jazz Arena, it goes into yeah. the system and they're calling me to, for, to yeah, buy like, season tickets. And That's I think crazy. if you have ever bought like a three game mini package or something like that, yeah. like those are a lot of the people that they hit up saying, hey, I've saw you bought some Jazz tickets before. Yeah. You know, pre-sale for season tickets are coming up and just, yeah, yeah it was like, fine, dude. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, was it just Jazz tickets or did so you concerts, suffer everybody? Uh, depending on the concert that came through, we could sell boxes for the concerts. Oh, sweets. Yeah. The sweets. Yeah. Okay. Um, a limited number of those, but other than that, yeah, it was just as tickets. There was a separate team for the stars, a separate team for the bees games. Okay. Yeah. Dude, we went to a stars game last night. I don't think I've been to one. Really? Yeah. I, not I see, missing out I see on highlights on Instagram. <laughs> they look like, you know, no, like they're a cool. college game or something. Well, we had like a uh, college game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, apparently, I didn't know what the Salt Lake Stars was. I didn't know NBA G League was a thing. Oh, yeah. I, I had no clue. I mean, I don't watch, I don't really watch basketball that much. Um, but what was cool was uh, about it, we had a suite. Yeah. So we had a suite up there, and it was my work gave us the tickets. I'm, was I it at the Jazz Arena? Or yeah. Somewhere uh -huh. Oh, okay. no, it was at the Jazz Arena. We had suite tickets there. But 
apparently like 50% of the people who play in the NBA are on the NBA roster right now. 50% came from the G League. Yeah. It's crazy. But they don't make any money in the G League. Like You got to love playing basketball. <laughs> to play in the G Yeah, it's like 37 grand a year. I think that there used to, or maybe still is, like the NBDL. It was like the NBA Developmental League. And I don't know. It was, so, the, so that league is the G League. Okay. Like they just rebranded and called yeah, it. Yeah, the, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, it's like so they help develop them as players, and and like um they also let them like finish school if they're doing something like that. Yeah. Like they do a lot of things to like support them. Yeah. If you go into the actual NBA, because that's it's tough. Being my wife and I and the friends we were with, uh, we were talking about that. Like if you get hurt in the NBA and you don't you didn't finish college or something like that, like yeah. you're done. Do it. You know what I mean? To fall back on. Yeah. You real? It's really hard. Yeah. You know. So um we were talking about that is just bananas dude but the nba g league the stars i don't know i i don't like watching basketball yeah. anyway so for me i just went for the free food and yeah, the yeah. drinks in the suite yeah now it's, it's an experience <laughs> yeah 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 so own. it was cool it yeah, was like yeah. we got to see that and, and do some fun stuff so it was a great experience but i can't believe that that just puts another aspect on selling like i hate cuz we met on linkedin mm-hmm. i hate when people are on linkedin and they're like I hate cold emails. I hate cold calling. Um, they're like, I saw one guy on Facebook one time. He was like, I would never buy from a company who cold called people. And I was like, so who do you buy from? Yeah. Like I literally, I was like, so like, who do you buy? He's yeah. like, Oh, he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, dude, everybody, yeah, whatever your definition of cold call is like, I feel like to have that mindset, you have to really assume <laughs> you know everything. Yeah. Because like as annoying as cold calls are, a They're lot effective. of like if it's something like ninety percent maybe you won't need. Sure. Um, and they are annoying. And even as a salesperson, I yeah, used to just hang up on people. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this is annoying. Um, but like the uh, I like even as a salesperson, like I would find out that people were down the road thankful yeah. that you cold called, even if initially it was annoying because yeah you are able to maybe tell them, you know, that they're missing out on something that they don't know yeah. or something like that. So to be like, I would never buy from a cold <laughs> caller is just really yeah. close minded. I was like, I was like, do you go to, I was like, do you go to like Walmart or Amazon? Like these guys cold called people to get where they are today. Like yeah. now they might not, Yeah, but Amazon has an inside sales team and an account executive. Uh, they have a sales team. I'm sure they that, do, yeah. that, that uh, calls on B2B. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, like Costco. Costco has a marketing department and they call it marketing, but they set dudes in there to call businesses to say like, do you want us to bring a Costco deposit? Oh, don't worry about it, dude. You're fine. <laughs> but like, do you want to bring Costco to your, us like Costco deliveries to your work? That Oh, see? Yeah. Like they call, they call businesses. It's like, just get the heck out of here, yeah. bro. Like, and you just don't know I what you don't know. Me, uh, pisses. Yeah. 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 Like, I bought some stuff off cold calls before when I worked at plural site, a lot of these places just had no idea that there was like this gap in the way that they were upskilling their, you know, engineer. They had yeah. no idea. And so yeah. you would tell them like how some other company did it. And they were like, okay, wow. Thank you. So yeah, to be that shut down to the idea of a cold <laughs> call is like, it's stupid. Yeah. I hate it. Very and stubborn. when people are like cold calling's dead, I'm like, it's whatever you want to call it, bro. Cause they'll be like, cold calling's dead. Check out like, smart calling and i'm like okay you're still calling somebody that has no yeah. clue who you are who doesn't know that you're what you're doing and you're interrupting their day like, yeah that's a cold call yeah and i'm like you can paint it however you want but eventually you're gonna have and and i tell you know business owners they're like i hate selling and i'm like 
I hope, well, then don't get into business. Yeah. <laughs> like, Everything is selling. <laughs> I'm like, you have to sell your idea. Um, and even if it is to investors, mm-hmm. like it might be a different sale, right? It might be a little more nuanced uh, than sell- maybe selling to a customer or to a business. But I mean, like there's principles that are universal, like you were talking about earlier. I love selling. Like that's, that's, that's apparent for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's like, I'm like, uh, dude, you just, it really irritates me. Like when business owners are like, I'm not a salesperson. I'm like, I don't know. Didn't go yeah. work at McDonald's or something. Yeah. I'm like, not that working at McDonald's is bad, by the way. Or if you want to stay behind the <laughs> scenes, you're going to have to hire somebody that's willing yeah, to yeah. sell well, what you do. And, and even the problem with that is cause I, I meet with business owners who are like, I'm just going to outsource my sales. And I'm like, that's cool. That's great. I think you should, if you're not, if you're not going to do this forever. Great. But I'm like, but you can't outsource. You're, you're going to have an unrealistic expectation of your salespeople and you're going to get really mad at salespeople. Mm -hmm. If you don't know how to sell your own product. And if you don't understand the basics of the process. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like an accountant. Yeah. Right. Bernie Madoff happened because everybody said, I'm going to, I'm just going to let him take care of it because I don't want to know about it. I don't care about it. Yeah. And I'm never going to learn about it. Yeah. Yeah. Bernie, then that's how you get Bernie Madoff. Yeah. He could, he, <laughs> he could outsource to the greatest salespeople that exist, but if he doesn't know how to accurately like explain to them what they're selling, yeah, exactly. how to sell it. Processes, who are we selling it bit. to? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I go, yeah, you don't have to sell forever, but you got to sell for the first couple months or a year, a yeah. couple of years. Cause like, or the worst part is what, like, we've been in sales for a while. Okay. The worst part to me is when a business owner comes up like, cause I've seen this happen all the time where they come up and they're like, I want, you know, they put out a job posting for a salesperson mm-hmm. and it's a brand new company. And they're like, uh, I want, I need somebody to help me. Uh, I don't have any leads. I need a badass salesperson and it's commission only. And I'm like, that's a tall, like I've worked at commission only jobs as a salesperson, yeah. but like they were really big. They had a database. Like we knew what we were doing. And we went out there and sold some stuff. Yeah. And it was, but, but like you, you're, you have unrealistic expectations. Like I'm not going to go to, like I took that commission only job, but I'd probably never do another commission only job again. Yeah. It's I just tough. Dude. I don't love sales enough to work just like commission only. <laughs> like straight commission. Um, because it's just like, I mean, car salesmen are straight commission, but you got people coming through the door and you got people yeah. calling in. So it's a little different, but you get these business owners who are like, I need somebody who's got, you know, five years of experience in sales and they got to be awesome at hitting quota. And Oh, by the way, I have no process. I'm a new business owner and I'm only going to give you 30% and there's no base. And it's like, go F no, yeah. dude, that's not how it, good luck. <laughs> I told somebody that they were like, do you think that's smart? I was like, no, dude, you're looking for someone like me, mm-hmm. like 10 years, awesome at hitting quota, let sales teams or whatever. I wouldn't, I would tell you, no, I would give you like, <laughs> Yeah. I would tell you to go read a book yeah. and go sell yeah. yourself. <laughs> exactly. Or like give the person 80% of what they're selling. Yeah. Like then there's some incentive to yeah. like open up the ocean that they can yeah. swim in a little bit. But, but even then it's like, even if somebody, you know, cause I had somebody say one time, you know, 70% commission if you want to do this. And I'm like, we are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you 
on all your digital marketing fronts from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need uh, custom social media ad campaigns, Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, and get your digital marketing rolling. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no like, and, and okay. There's so not I sound, even line of sight yeah, to get to where you need to. Get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and then you got flip side on the on the other salespeople. But that's what I'm saying. You get, if a young buck hears me, he'll be like, "You're just not grinding hard enough." And I'm like, "All right, then go do it, bro." Yeah. But I'm not doing that. I'm yeah. not. That's not how this works. Like real salespeople, like we have a pro, like I would do that for my own business, mm-hmm. but I don't need to hire salespeople. For yeah. My own business. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I was I popped into my head while you were talking is, um, some of the first people that I ended up like working for when I first started freelancing in 2020 were these like service-based companies, like moving yeah. companies and people who have like, uh, like a drywalling crew and stuff like that. Cause I noticed that a, their websites are terrible. So they're garbage at driving traffic for their own business. Mm-hmm. And B the last thing they want to do is sell and like contact people and like try and grow their business. Like I just want appointments on my calendar. So like I had a couple of businesses pay me a decent amount of money to just build them a Squarespace website that would like link to their calendar with like acuity scheduling or something. Mm -hmm. And this moving company that a friend of mine owns, he's like, just, he paid me a hundred dollars to build him a website. (laughs) I should have charged way more, but I didn't know. Um, But he's like, ever since you set that up, like he's like, my calendar is pretty full all the time. And like, all he needed was that thing. And so it just going back to like, people who don't think that they need sales or that don't want to sell. It's like even a business, like a, like a really service-based company, like a lawn mowing business yeah. or something like that. Like you, st- everything is still sales. You have to be able to do it. Yeah. You have to be able to or marketing or yeah. a little bit of both. Well, <laughs> and I was explaining this last night. Who was I explaining this to? Probably a podcast earlier. Oh no, no, no. I was just on a conversation with somebody and uh, I was explaining like marketing and sales is like a Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we do meet in the middle, yeah. but there are some pretty distinct differences, Definitely, but there are some, cro- there's some cro- yeah. like copywriting. Like I wish I would have learned that earlier in my sales career. Yeah. Cause that's a great skill. Absolutely. Like if you're going to write an email or you're going to write uh, some, you know, social messages or something like that, like you have to know how to write without sounding like, you know, without being too jargony. Yeah. You have to be able to get your point across really simply. And that's what copywriting is. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not like a master copywriter, but I know enough, like if I had to write a landing page or if I had to like, you know, I put some good emails together, but that's so, so that's like one of the places where they cross over like landing pages. I think yeah, yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're in sales, maybe, it, you know, you, you should know how to do that. Um, but yeah, but marketing it's just, yeah. Businesses are like, I don't want to do any of that. I just want to help people. Well, good luck, bro. Yeah. Cause you're not fighting. I, I learned it from Grant Cardone but it always stuck with me. And he said, you're never fighting the competition. You're always fighting obscurity. Like people just don't know who you are. Yeah. Like that's it. You're not really like, there's no real competition. Yeah. In most cases, there's room for everybody at the top. Like like, (laughs) there's not a ton of places, at least that I've tried to like get into like industry wise or ways to make money where there's like, actually it's a zero sum game. Like, yeah, sometimes it is, but 
rarely for the things that I'm interested in. Right, right, like, right. And so there's room for everybody at the top. You just have to be good enough to get yourself <laughs> out there. Yeah, and and I would say even if it is a zero sum game, having the mindset that it's not is still because we had like when I sold cars, there's like eight Honda dealerships in Utah. Yeah. And there's like five in Salt Lake. Yeah. Honda. Yeah. Right. So like that's that's hard. When you're like Definitely. There's a white LX Honda Civic. There's 50 of those out there. How are you yeah. going to sell that to this person? Now we got to get a little creative, right? And yeah, and if and if they don't buy from me, they buy from somebody else. I didn't get that sale, but but still, there's enough people looking for that car that is not a big deal. But mm-hmm. but uh, but even having the mindset of like, I think it goes just some just some skills. But yeah, people like business owners. I think selling needs to be more. You know, you got to be. But I like what you're doing too because. Um, who said that? I think it was like Mark, um, one of the sharks. I can't remember his name, but he, uh, Cuban Cuban. Yeah. yeah. He was like, he was like content marketing is going to be the biggest thing in the next, like being able to make a crisp video. It totally is man. And totally is. And bringing that like full circle. That's why I decided to go back and get a sales job and work this nine to five is because I realized that I wasn't as good as I thought I was at growing my like photography business and it's like tough, trying dude. to offer up social media services because it's there is so there are so many photographers and there are so many especially in social media media. yeah and yeah. so that's one of those places where i feel like it's not a zero-sum game like there are so many businesses who need content of some kind yeah um and you just got to figure out what they need yeah and i i started to realize that and not only the sales part but just like yeah. i don't know organizing a business and as a salesperson a lot of the time if you do have a book of business it's kind of like you get to run your own business. You know, you're, yeah. you're given kind of a box, but then within that box, it's up to you to kind yeah. of um, track open. people that you're reaching out to, like, um, you know, track penetration into a certain brand or something yeah, like that, yeah, or like yeah. a certain business. And like those skills, I really wanted to hone. And I feel like yeah. that's one of the benefits of going back and getting a nine to five. Yeah. And I just think like a nine to five is like, who, who cares? But like, it's one of your streams of income. Yeah. Like, I think we're in the day and age where like, like I got this job and they knew I had a podcast mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. but it's just, everybody has a side hustle. Like I don't, I think, I just think if you don't let somebody work for you because you have a side hustle, I think that's pretty insecure. Yeah, definitely. I only want somebody to work for me. Like that's not real dude. Yeah. And <laughs> so like initially going into this, I was like, I will exchange my time for money for now for a yeah. bit. Like I feel like I can learn something from this company yeah. and I see the value in exchanging my time for money. That's what yeah. I kind of saw it as yeah. in the beginning. And yeah. now I'm more excited about the company than I was before. And so like I, and again, between those hours when I'm at work and I'm working for them, like they can have, they have all of it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm all yeah, in and I'm yeah. ready to help, but you know, they pay me for between this time <laughs> and this time. And so yeah. w- when I leave work, I don't, I don't yeah, take my I, work home with me. You know, sure. I'm it, it, like, not to say I'm lazy, like I wouldn't take a call after hours or something, sure. but just that was my mentality. But you gotta set boundaries. Like people, like we, salespeople will burn themselves out if you don't have good boundaries. And I think that's why I, you know, I had been let go from sales jobs before at great companies that I had mentioned before. And mm. I think a lot of it was because I spent tons of time being like, do I really love sales? Is this really what I want to be doing? And in the mm. back of my mind, I had all these like aspirations of like being a business owner mm. and like doing something a little bit more creative to make money. And it was like one or the other. And so then I got a chance to freelance for a bit. And I, you know, I, I just, your job doesn't have to be your identity. And I mm. think for a long time, I really tied up like what your job was with your whole identity. 
And so over the time that I was freelancing, I recognized like I can have a job for this company, work really hard and do well at this company. And that, you know, but the way that I thought about it was like, they're paying me for Mm -hmm. my time and they pay me for this much time every week and I can give them that. Yeah. And, you know, but my identity is still around these businesses that I want to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not, um, and you can do different things and wear multiple hats and it's not a big deal. Like you can be successful in multiple areas of your life. If you, you know, it's like what, when I heard, um, somebody talk about like relationships, it was like, it's not a 50, 50, it's a hundred, a hundred. Right. Like yeah. I get everybody, everybody gives a hundred percent. Yeah. Otherwise it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of, that would be the same principle. Like I have this, I have my side gig and I have this and, and whenever I'm focusing on that project, it gets a hundred percent of my time. Yeah. You know Just what I mean? Being present, being and all I, yeah. in on whatever you're doing yeah. in front of you. Yeah. 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 And so you really got to, you know, get some schedules and you know, the hardest thing for me has been having to like give things up at certain times. You're like, dang, I really want that, but maybe not yet. Yeah. Um, but it's all, all around though. It's like really fun. And it's really like this conversation is really important now in today because so many people like, especially in Utah, like you almost have to have a side hustle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and by the way, like, I don't care what you call it. You have two jobs or yeah, a job yeah. and a side hustle. It's like, yeah. it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just choose a side hustle versus like a second job and it works out pretty good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's nice because I also, I, I, I have a course, like a virtual assistant course. Um, and I look, I view that the same way. Like when you have a nine to five, it's a great opportunity to network and to get, you know, and to get experience and to be around awesome people. And, oh, and by the way, they pay you for it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> what am I, you know, it's just like, okay. And especially know. now insurance is great to have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Seriously. It's like, all right, I can leverage, you know, it's about leverage. Like I can leverage my hour, the hours between eight o'clock and five o'clock. I can leverage that for money and for insurance Mm -hmm. and for stuff, you know, and then between six and 10, I can leverage that time for my other stuff, you know? And it's just, but like, but I like sales as a nine to five because it's, like I said, it's just not that hard. I don't know. We, I, I feel like people in the entrepreneurial world and like this hustle world, we like to romanticize hard. I'm not saying um, simple is easy, mm-hmm. but we like to make things harder than they are. I think. Yeah. What do you mean by that? So I think that for salespeople, like we just like to make things hard. Yeah. Like, um, like overthink and really like overthink the process. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, like overthink it analysis paralysis. Definitely, definitely. Um, we get really granular on things Yeah. that I think is fine. Like I, I, you know, people like really dig in five or six steps and I'm like, Dude, I, I hustle, bro. I, I'm yeah. just a hustler, dude. I'll find a way to make it work. And, you know, there and are different types of salespeople for sure. There I'm, is, yeah. I'm one of the, so a friend of mine who used to work at Lucid, he's one of the like, give me a phone, I'll call people and I'll sell. Like, yeah. he's just, a, he, he's just has that hunger yeah. and that hustle. And I love like efficiency and productivity. Yeah. And I like having tools that help me be better. So, like, <laughs> yeah. a, like every job I've ever started at, I'm like, a little slower to ramp because I get really caught up in finding like a process and a framework that yeah. works for me and like a workflow. And so yeah. I get analysis paralysis bad yeah. sometimes. Well, um, yeah. But at the end of the day, you have a list of people, pick up the phone. Yeah, and call yeah, people. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. it's finding that balance between like keeping the main thing, the main thing, right. like pick up the phone and call, you right. know, like, <laughs> or, or like we complicate and like, and I, and I wrote this on Twitter the other day, like compli- complication, like it doesn't sell. 
like simple cells, mm-hmm. right? And so like, why are we making things harder than they have to be? And I, th- I and I say they as like a general sales, you know, community, like yeah. sometimes we make things harder than they have to be. Um, so for example, like we think, so one of my hot takes, and I've said this tons of times, but one of my hot takes is like, if you can sell a car, you can sell tech. Like there's different yeah. nuances, Yeah. but like I could drop you in a dealership. You'd be fine, dude. Not a big yeah. deal. It's I don't like, know that I'd be happy, but maybe <laughs> no, no, I would. No, I don't no, know. No, no, you would. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. Feelings aside, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm saying like in a perfect world, like logistically you'd be okay. Yeah. I mean, cause it, like the framework is the same yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. When you boil it all down and yeah, make it and people, simpler. Yeah. People were trying to punk me. They were like, I was really successful selling cars. Like that's where I, that's where I cut my teeth. And they were like, you can't sell tech. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Actually, actually I can. And actually it's not as hard as you thought, I, as you said it was. Yeah. And now I'm going to clown you yeah. because I can do both. And it's like, but, but that's why, like, why do we say that? Like, why do we do that? Like sales is a universal skill. Mm-hmm. Like if you know how to sell and you got like, and I got, like, if my boss called me right now because he's listening to the podcast on Facebook and he said, you're fired, I'd have a job before I walked out the door because I know how to sell. Yeah, true. Like, <laughs> That's why, I mean, I've kind of always had the, the same mentality. Like, yeah. that I'm never that scared to lose the job because like, yeah, I feel confident in being able to, because I feel like I crush interviews and, like, yeah. that's selling myself. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, like, exactly. In the, same, in the I, same way, I have confidence that, like, yeah, I and absolutely go. And I think once you get more experience, I think everybody should be fired from a job once in their life. Totally. Because it's like, it gives you experience. Like yeah. I've been fired from a job and that was pretty controversial because I'll die on the hill that it wasn't my fault, <laughs> but I got fired and I was like, and then the, he said, he said, we're going to have to let you go. And then I blinked and I was still alive. Yeah. And I did fine. Sun goes down, sun comes back up. Yeah, 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 I didn't die. Yeah. And it was like, and yeah, and by the way, uh, I walked home because the job was pretty close. And before I got home, I had a job. That's awesome. Yeah. I just picked up, I picked up the phone. I called a buddy. I was like, hey, homie, where are you at? Do they need people? Yeah. He was like, yep. I was like, great. See you tomorrow. My first instinct too. (laughs) I mean, looking back, it took me a while to realize, but I probably got Hired rightfully so. I, I think that, <laughs> but I mean, not that anything bad happened. I just sure. I don't think I was giving them as much of my of me as I probably should have. It was yeah. in that phase of life that I was telling you about where yeah. I was kind of like, is this? But really everybody, what I but everybody goes through that. You know? it's not a big and deal. so yeah. I lost that job and then went and sold fuel cards with England Logistics, and it really made me value working at a tech company and yeah. how just much nicer life was. And yeah. so I, you know, one of those you didn't, I didn't know what I had till it was gone, sort of thing. Right. And so I revalued. You know, I saw how lucky I was to work. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody there's there. And there's another saying that I always, I'm going to get a tattooed on me one day, but it's like, there's something sacred about getting your ass kicked. Yeah. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, totally. You should get your ass kicked. Definitely. Everybody should have to get, everybody should get their ass <laughs> Metaphorically. kicked. Metaphorically. Metaphorically or physically. Like one of the other cool things. Yeah, yeah whatever like, your problem One is. time I was on top, one time I felt on top and I was like, I want to do jujitsu. And I was really good at wrestling, but, uh, you know, and I knew a little bit about jujitsu and, and blah, 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 but. Like it, jujitsu is great because you literally physically get your ass kicked. And not only do you get your ass kicked, but you get your ass kicked by people who wouldn't, who you wouldn't look at on the street and be like, he can kick my ass. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Yeah. That's even more beautiful. Yeah. It's like when you go up against somebody, you're like, I'm going to crush this and they totally slaughter you. It's beautiful. And I use that word 
intentionally. Yeah. Like it's great. Yeah. You should. I think, uh, you know, I think, um, I saw somebody on Twitter and he used the wrong word, but I got the spirit of what he was saying. Um, and he, so he said, everybody should get bullied. And I don't think that's the right word. Gotcha. What he meant to say was everybody should get their ass kicked. Yeah. Okay. There's everyone a should, difference. Everyone should face yeah. some adversity. Like, Every, uh, yeah. Face some adversity. Have their face really, in the dirt a little Yeah. <laughs> really like get taken back because there's humility that comes from that. There's learning that comes from that. So 100% he said the wrong word. Yeah. Full stop. I, I don't agree. believe, I don't I, believe in bullying, but what he was trying to say was agreed. <laughs> was like, and I heard this on a, I heard this on a podcast one time where somebody was like running their mouth and, and the host of the podcast said, he was like, you know, <clears throat> you, you hang around people who let you say that. Like he was being really disrespectful. Like I could beat anybody's ass, all this stuff. And he's like, he's like, no, you couldn't. And he's like, and your friends, you, you hang around people who let you say those kinds of things and let you think that way. Yeah. And then you get in the real world and it's not the case. That's a good right? point. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, be a little more humble. Like life will come around and humble you. Absolutely. And uh, so I thought that that was funny. And just back to your point, like I like these, I like this. I'm just going to say it again because it's like people feel bad if they have a nine to five and they're in this kind of entrepreneurial world. Yeah. And you, and, and like, you can't have a nine to five to be an entrepreneur. I, I don't think that's real. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, I think that, I don't know. So I think sometimes maybe people, romanticize what a side hustle is <laughs> yeah. and like make it bigger than bigger like a bigger thing than it really is like i yeah. don't think that i have anything necessarily all that special other than like a stubborn belief that i actually can have whatever i want like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and it's just fun too it's like you can make money and have fun and that's why i never feel burnt out like yeah. like last night i was up to like 2 a.m editing photos that i had to deliver to a, a brand and like yeah it didn't feel like work. I wasn't upset about it. I yeah, wasn't, you're just I, like chill. Yeah, I was just up hanging out editing. Because it's it also great. really fun to edit. But like if you're yeah, good yeah, at yeah. it and to see like the beginning and the end. Like yeah. I've done a little bit with these cameras, but mm -hmm. just like family stuff. Like I'm not a professional or even like amateur photographer. Like yeah, but it's just, just like whatever. It's cool though. Yeah. You like you get a good shot. And you, I like me. I'm speaking for me only. Like I get lucky and get a good shot, and I'm like, wow, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, honestly, these beautiful. cameras are insane. Anybody can pick up a camera and. Like, and be decent and be most of the way there like yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that next that <laughs> next level does come with like an eye and like an artistic yeah. ability to like put photos together and tell a story and stuff like that yeah. but like anybody can pick up a camera these days and be most of the way there like, yeah yeah, yeah. Do so all just the work like so, i've never shot film or anything like that because it's a whole other ball game yeah film's like, hard looking through this camera it's not like a live viewfinder like i'm not seeing what's actually in front of me it's yeah. digital so as i change the settings it'll show me what the picture's gonna look like. Right. For example, it was really dark in here, but I cranked up the ISO to make it brighter. Oh, yeah. In the camera, it would look brighter. So you, I don't know. It just, and then it does everything for you. Mm -hmm. But like shooting film, you have no idea what it's gonna look like till you've taken the photo, <laughs> sent it off, and yeah. it's like, oh, I did that all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just me saying like, I could never shoot film. At least I've yeah. never tried because it's, yeah. I, I've tried to shoot all the work for you. I've tried to shoot film and I did okay. I think with, well, side conversation, by the way, um, I think the R6 has in, in stabilization, stabilization, right? Yeah. These, these ones don't. Yeah. So like, it's hard, Our, like you're looking on your hand and it's like, ow. That's part of the reason I bought it is because <laughs> I'm just kind of shaky. Like, I've, yeah. I don't know. I, We're all, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm just kind of yeah. so you want person. So you want just like. I wanted something that would stabilization. help capture things a little sharper, especially because I'm like a frantic photographer. Like I'm like running and gunning and moving around <laughs> a lot. And so I wanted something that 
try and bring that down right. and like capture a still photo. <laughs> yeah. And one of the missions that I have that I feel like I have in life is to like expand people's minds and really help people understand that it's okay not to be the next Jeff Bezos totally. or Warren Buffett. Like it's okay. Yeah. Like if you want to do that, dude, give me a shout out when you get to the top. Yeah. If I gave you the idea, yeah. right? Like, but if you don't like, it's not a big deal. It's fine. But people don't understand. Like I'm not, the, people have this mindset of like, I'm not going to do anything if it's not a million dollar idea. And yeah. I had a conversation with a really excellent entrepreneur who, who said, he was like, you can't, He's like, you're never going to recognize a million dollar idea if you haven't tried your thousand dollar idea or your $10,000 idea. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or your hundred thousand dollar idea. Like you don't know, like yeah. you, you know, a million dollar idea would come up and slap you in the face and you'd have no clue. Yeah. Uh, Someone could hand it to you. You wouldn't know what to you do wouldn't with know it. what to do with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like there's levels to this. Definitely. Like you, and I, and I love this and I, I talk about this too, but it's, it's this idea that, um, Maybe the podcast will be done one day because I feel like I've said everything I wanted to say. But uh, one of the things that I, I talk about is like, you know, you want a million dollar business, but yeah, you, for yeah, you wouldn't recognize it. You wouldn't know what to do with it because think about the lottery. So I don't know if you're familiar with like, like I grew up in Iowa. Lottery's big. Yeah. Like everybody goes there. Um, most of the lottery winners come from impoverished states. Mm. So like. They come from poverty. Yeah. Right. How many lottery winners do you know? How many people, successful business owners, do you know want got their start by winning the lottery? None. 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 Yeah. That I can and that's and that's a reason for the that. numbers are crazy. Like yeah. almost all of them end up broke. <laughs> it one hundred percent of them end up broke. Oh, okay. not not like ninety nine because yeah. every because yeah. the FDA makes you put ninety nine on there just to be safe, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like zero, and it's because like it's a mindset. It's not like, like giving people a million dollars in a trailer park only makes them not poor for a little longer. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's like, you have to know what to do with that. And you have to like have the mindset around it. And by the way, athletes all the time too. Yeah. It happens yeah. to athletes too. Absolutely. And, and I always got to put the caveat on there. Like I'm from, if some, if this is somebody's first time listening to the podcast, I'm from one of the poorest, I'm from the poorest County in Iowa. And 95% of us were on food stamps. We all had free lunches. Like I know what it's like and I know how difficult it is. But, but my point is, is like you have to grow and you have to learn um, and you have to like mold yourself into being financially responsible. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, you can't just say if I have $10 million, then I'll be financially responsible. Somewhat like I could book a client that wanted to pay me even like a hundred grand or something (laughs) like over over the course of a year. And I would be terrified and overwhelmed <laughs> of like what to I don't know like even now I'm just in like the baby phases of like this being a real business yeah and I I look forward and I don't totally know what it looks like like I'm still looking at like my very next step as far as yeah. like acquiring another client which is great and, yeah there's nothing wrong with that it's like dude yeah if you like by the way um I've learned that like my background is in accounting and stuff like that and most businesses don't fail because of a lack of money mm-hmm they actually fail because they scale too quickly or because they, um, or because their, their money's just wrong. Like yeah. most businesses don't fail because their cash flow is bad. Yeah. They get mismanaged. They get mismanaged yeah. and, or they scale too quickly. Like mm. it's a problem if no one's buying your, your products. It's also a problem if you have 10,000 people buying your products and you only have a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's also a problem. Definitely. 
That's also how we get scammed on TikTok. <laughs> Happened to me once. Yes. Yeah, I bought a, I, I, well, I bought a $14. Like it was like a, it was like a coin. It was like a ring game. Like where you, oh, and you moved it. Thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shark like, thing. Yeah. The yeah, shark yeah. toss. Yeah. 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 I bought one for like, and it was like 15 bucks. So I was like, whatever. But I think what happened was, was that sold way too many. <laughs> they, they, they blew up on TikTok, right? Because TikTok's the wild west and has no algorithm. Yep. Um, and they ran, they, they put gas on the fire mm-hmm. and they only had a hundred and they sold a hundred thousand. Yeah. That's how you go bankrupt. You get blacklisted on every merchant account that you ever, like you can't get a merchant account anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody will sell it to you. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, but that's what I'm saying. Like you have to like ease into it. It's like, yeah. oh, if I had a hundred thousand sales to solve all my problems. Yeah. Probably not, dude. <laughs> um, something I was thinking about that you said, like everybody wants to be Jeff Bezos and, or like, like it's okay if you're want to be an entrepreneur and you're not going to like be yeah. at that caliber. Like I've kind of always thought that like, I don't, I'm not trying to like take over the whole pie. I just know that this is a pretty big pie and I want my piece of yeah, it. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's a great way to put it. And that's how people should look at it. It's like, that's how I think about it. Like yeah. I, I go in here and I'm like, and maybe, and you know, I get flack, you know, you don't have big enough thinking, your thinking's limited. And I'm like, but it's not because I don't care. Yeah. Like, you know, well, and there's some study somewhere about like, there's a threshold like once you make over a certain amount per year that like there's no evidence of any kind that says that like happiness, happiness improves. is improved. Yeah. yeah 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 um and that's yeah i mean that's accurate you just got to find which and and does it really matter that's the other thing is like i know i know rich people who are miserable i know poor people who are happy yeah i know poor people yeah, who yeah. are miserable i know rich people who are happy yeah i know rich people who think they're rich but they're but they're actually two paycheck two missed paychecks away from being homeless. Totally, you know what I mean. Yeah. And I know poor people who got all their shit together. Yep. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Just go have fun, dude. Yeah. Just go have fun. Go make a little bit of dough. Help people. Be nice to people. Yeah. Be happy. Like, <laughs> like it's not that big of a yeah. It's not that big of a deal. I and that's just what I kind of want to I kind of want to temper the waters because you either have like you know Grant Cardone, Gary, yeah, v, yeah, 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 these guys. You you got these and by the and by the way they're awesome. Like I've spent. A lot of money with Gary Vee. I spent a lot of money with, with Grant Cardone. But you got these guys, right? Mm. And, uh, and then you got like the naysayers. Yeah. And I'm just like trying to temper the field. It's like, I love that. I, I love that. Yeah. Like, you, you, you want to start a business just because you want to start a business and have fun and learn? Yeah. G- great, dude. Yeah. Because like, learn. and it, Make a little bit of dough. That's an, another thing that uh, popped into my head when you were saying something is that... Uh, like a lot of people might not think that they have any like super great idea or that they are, you know, have any super important skill that's going to make them able to be an entrepreneur or something like that. Yeah. But the existence of the internet enables you to monetize any sort of anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. anything can be a a business. You can be an entrepreneur. Yeah. The existence of the internet just makes it all (laughs) so easy and so possible. Like you can set up a, a store and be selling stuff in an hour. Or, <laughs> or you can watch 50 hours of YouTube 100%. on Spotify on about Shopify yep. and charge peop, other people to build their Shopify stores. Yep. Right. Like you don't even have to sell anything. Absolutely. You can be like, dude, you don't want to set up a Shopify store. I got you, bro. Like, yeah. Let me, let me help you. Totally. Yeah. Like, cause you know, I have to, I have to drop ship. I have to do this. I have to do that. Like, if you want to do that, it's all great, dude. But there's other, and by the, and I love that there's other avenues. Like you mm-hmm. don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. Yeah. You don't have to come from this mold. Like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's, you know, um, because we get people get caught up in this idea that again, like I have to 
sell something or like I have to create a SaaS company. Like another great way to make money that I learned that I'm going to explore this year in 2022, if I can, is um, flipping businesses. Like you can go on micro acquire, you know, this. Okay. So micro acquire sells SaaS companies like micro SaaS companies. Hmm. So buy a, buy, buy a micro SaaS company, scale it a little bit more, turn around and flip it back. Damn. That's, that's possible. Like now, now I don't have to go through any growing pains. I I take the processes that I think could be better, make them better, fix them up a little bit, get it to where I want it to be. You get, you get a company, you take a company from 5k MRR to 20k MRR. You can flip that and sell that, make 500k in six months or or a year or how two years, yeah. however long it takes. Right? I, what I've heard of selling like Shopify stores, like getting it all set up to where manufacturer fulfillment, like the whole, yeah. And, is, then set, working, and then sell, yeah. and then be like, I don't want to do this anymore. And other selling people, it. yeah. And, but so like, oh, do, right, yeah. doing that same thing, but with SaaS companies, yeah, like, that's so like a, cool. Like a little SaaS company, like a little calendar company, like yeah. the, the, where the guys are like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. They're like, cool. I'll plug in a few things. Yep. Not get it running. Ship it off to somebody else. Yeah. Some other company can flip, buy us for yeah, a little bit of code you built. Like, yeah, flip, <laughs> yeah, flip it. And go on micro acquire, find a company for 10 grand. That's so 20 cool. grand. And you're like, I don't have 10 or 20 grand. Cool. But the SBA does and they'll give it to you. Yeah. And it's a business loan and you can secure it with the company. And there's ways to do it to, and not, and be fine. Right. <laughs> Way smarter. With stuff than me. <laughs> well, like it's just, and that's kind of why I started this, right? It's not because I'm smarter. I'm just helping people expand yeah, their your mind. Experience. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm just like, you don't have to, you don't want to start a company at all, but you want to be an entrepreneur. Cool. Yeah. Go buy one. Yeah. Buy, build, sell. That's, totally. a, that's a book. <laughs> that's somebody wrote that. And that's where I learned it. Cause oh, I cool. just like writing, I like reading books too. And I'm like, I'm like, damn, that's a good idea, dude. Yeah. You could totally do that. No, I never would have thought about that. So how do you exit a company? Like how do these SaaS companies exit or get ready for IPO? One of the critical points that you have to hit, um, to IPO or do these things is acquisition. Like there is a threshold where it becomes cheaper to acquire a company to boost your IPO versus building it internally. There's, there's pros and cons to both. Totally. But there is a threshold to where like, we're just going to buy this company and acquire all of it. Yeah. And then Pluralsight did that a bunch of times while I was working there. They bought these little companies and then just made that part of their platform. Yep. Like (laughs) to IPO. Yeah. Because it's cheaper to, because you have to acquire things to IPO. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, so yeah, dude. And then, and by the way, what a stellar exit. Yeah. Get bought by Pluralsight. Who's going to sit? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good, bro. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And I think every, if I remember right, every company we bought, like no one got let go. Like we right. just they, melded you, them into you the. You just negotiate yeah. that. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool. you want to buy my company? Cool. Sounds like I got all the cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to take me and my team. Yep. And you're going to pay us what you want because yeah. I know who you are. Um, but yeah, so, so there's just like things like, and by the way, you can do that. Like, so do you know how like real estate's getting really saturated with like all of these different ways, mm-hmm. wholesaling real estate, yeah. flipping houses, all this shit. Um, you can do that with businesses. You can wholesale businesses. You can do Never would have thought of that. zero down house, house buying. You can zero down, uh, you can zero down business buy. That sounds so smart. <laughs> like that's something I would be way more interested in is finding something that's like already running a little bit and like somebody either you do like processes it. totally go plug them in and Absolutely. get it up and then sell it 100%. list it on micro acquire somebody will buy it and then go that's like, something that I could get into yeah sure. dude because it's it's like what you know you like go I geek out on like 
efficiency and productivity. And so yeah, go find, go, yeah, go find, go find these guys. And cause dude, every one of those p- places on microquire, the bottom part is we don't want to do it anymore. That's, That's the reason. Damn. It's and like, okay, can you make, are they trying to make some money? Of course, dude, everybody's trying to make some yeah. money, but they don't have time. Man. Yeah. Um, so go find one that you like. That's a really good idea. And then, and then what do you do? How do you figure this out? It's talking a year. I'll tell you where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) You go like this, you go, you go, how do I find the people to fill these holes? Bro. I know, I know I can pick up a phone right now and find, and find people to help you write the code. We could go overseas and find all of our people that we needed to run this stuff. You know, like we don't have to do, you know, I love Fiverr. I know some people hate Fiverr. I love Fiverr. Yeah. Love it. I also love Twitter. You can go on Twitter and find some homies on Twitter will help you run this i've heard so many people love twitter and it's great i just i don't know i feel like i haven't found my you gotta find it well that's yeah. what i was gonna say you gotta be real careful what, found which twitter you go to yet. bro yeah. like i'm in the nft copywriting yeah. twitter okay sales yeah. i was on so i tried had heard that because instagram is no longer a photo sharing app and is like really trying to compete with tiktok just pushing they really reels are. and video and stuff I think like that. They are, yeah. There was this mass like exodus and everybody went yeah. over to Twitter for to post their photos and stuff like that. Yeah. And so that's why I really started one. Photography yeah. f- Twitter is great. It's not taken off for me, but I know plenty of people who have blown up on Twitter with their photography. So. You just got to find the right. I also don't pay enough like nearly as much attention to it as I do my Instagram. Like if yeah. I started to like curate my Twitter the way that I would yeah. Instagram, yeah. I'm sure it would. Well, and, and I'm not giving it the attention. I listened to a to marketer grow. who said you have to have, um, it's smart to have two different or like two or three accounts not owned by the same company. Like be active, not, not by the same company. So like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, yeah, but not Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> because like, when Instagram went down that day, everybody went like, yeah, Twitter was up. We were fine. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shoot, my Instagram's down. Oh, I'll just go to Twitter. Yeah. Like I'm cool. I got, I got Twitter that or I got sense. my email or whatever. Right. Yeah. But it's cool. Like, but, um, but so that's one of the, the theses of the podcast is like just helping expand. Like you don't have to build a SaaS company from the ground up and be a unicorn. Yeah. Go buy one, scale it, mm-hmm. sell it. You made 500K, you made 20K, whatever, yeah. dude. I don't know. Whatever you want to make. And I feel like some people might just think like, I'm not that type of person. Like, I don't have all that expertise and savvy. It's like, no, maybe not all of it, but you got something. To, oh, well, like, dude. Yeah. Just start Googling stuff yeah. or message me. True. <laughs> like, bro. And, and YouTube University, man. Go you read a book. Absolutely yeah. anything. Go, yeah. It's and, and, or, and talk to someone. And, but here's the other thing. Here's what's crazy is like, okay, so Warren Buffett auctions off a, a opportunity to eat lunch with him every year charity auction yeah i've heard of this to eat lunch with warren buffett the last auction went for 4.3 million dollars that's how much it costs to eat lunch with warren buffett if he even wants to meet with you for lunch yeah. okay but you can go find a really successful cpa here in utah if you want to learn about business acquisition look up there's a ton of cpas in utah go look one of them up engage on their stuff for a little bit and then message him and say, Hey, I have some business acquisition questions. Would love to take you out for lunch and pick your brain for an hour. Yeah. Would you do it? Uh, 99% of people will say yes. The idea of getting a mentor <laughs> is something that has been so top of mind for me recently. Yeah. Just cause like I said, I'm in these baby steps where like I can barely see the next step ahead of me as yeah. far as growing this into a business that I could do full time that would give me the lifestyle that I wanted that, yeah. would, you know, that could really be something. Like, yeah. And 
I just have no idea what it looks like. And so I've been thinking like, I'd like to, you know, start looking around investing in the idea of having a mentor that, you know, that knows how to build businesses. It's better at marketing and branding than I am. Yeah. 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 And there's tons of people. Yeah. There's tons of people. And you just gotta, you just gotta be intentional about what you're doing. Um, because there's a lot of really successful people out there who are ready to just help. Yeah. Like I've, like I met a guy. So one of the big guys who's been on my podcast, there's two. Kimo Mack is the owner of Mobetas. Oh, wow. Um, and then Rob, Rob Pilecki, who is the CEO founder of Washi. He was on Shark Tank. Oh, okay. Um, su- dude, super cool guy. His podcast will be released here in a little bit, but um, dude, both of them will go out to lunch. Like, Kimo Mac is in the restaurant industry. That dude is a multimillionaire. Yeah. Or may, I don't know. I think he is. I don't know. If he actually is. <laughs> That's my guess. But that, but I mean, dude, he, he's a not, but not only that, Kimo Mac is a salt of the earth. That dude. I mean, he was like guest 13 on my podcast. I didn't even know. I didn't know anything. And he was still willing to come and, and sit down and hang out with us. That's awesome. And tell us everything uh, all about, what he, how he builds Mobetas and how he builds his businesses. And like, sure. Would, could you, you know, would he say yes to every day doing lunch or like a long term? Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. But he would, he would do it with you. Yeah. He would give you, he would let you pick his brain. And like, people don't get, people don't understand that. Yeah. Like they don't realize like that when you go to these McDonald's, like that, these are franchises yeah. and that they have owners they have yeah. like that are local. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by the way, if you own a McDonald's, you had to spend a million dollars to get it at least. Yeah. Right. Yep. And they'll tell you how to do it. I don't know. I don't know. If, but I also talk to people who franchising, they hate franchising. I don't know, but you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Go buy a bit. Yeah. I love, I love this idea. I'm exploring it in 2022. I'm going to, I'm going to die. I'm going to dig deep and I'm going to try it. Yeah. Um, Flipping, flipping a SaaS company. That's one of my goals. I can't wait to hear. About it. <laughs> Cause it's, I don't know. It's going to be, cause you, uh, how do you get a loan for that? By the way, zero down, you can do it. See, I just, wouldn't even know how to go about that. Hey, just, there's a few. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but also like, you don't know how, okay, that's cool. Like I, not very many people do, but your CPA knows how totally like he, 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 they can walk you through something like that. Yeah. Go find somebody, you know, post on LinkedIn, post on Facebook, all this shit. Yeah. I think, for a while, I, there was like a level of pride where I didn't like, I wanted to just try and learn and do everything by myself. But now I'm seeing more and more of the value in just like skipping that step by finding someone <laughs> that I can trust that knows how to do it, that can help me. Like it's well, in a lot of cases, it's worth the investment. Well, here's the thing. You're not skipping the learn on your own step. Mm-hmm. You're skipping the, you don't know what you don't know step. Yeah. Cause like most mentors are going to be like, look, this is what you do. And you're going to go do it. And you're going to be like, this mother lied to me. Yeah. Like I had that experience one time where there, he was like, no, you need to do this, this, and this. Right. And I was like, how the heck this guy, I'm, I go back and I'm like, dude, what the heck, man? I did all this stuff. It didn't work. Um, and he's like, no, 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 no. You got to like work it and figure it out. And there's nuances. Right. So you're not skipping the work on your own, learn on yeah. your own step. Gotcha. You're skipping the, the figuring out to the last minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they'll tell you, but it's still going to be hard. Like the direction. Like that, exactly. That's, like, <laughs> you're, you're getting direction. You're not yeah. getting, you know, it's like, take this path instead of you wandering onto the path right um because there's still gonna be a lot of learning it's still beautiful it's still a lot of learning it's still a lot of all this stuff right um but it's just gonna be better with a mentor they'll tell you what's going on and um yeah and they'll and there's a lot of nuances um that's great dude like they'll give you the way they won't do it for you right yeah 
so it's cool. Like there's a lot of, a lot of cool things you can do, um, with that. But I, I really, uh, love this idea that you, you know, the, our conversation, like there's nothing wrong with, like I have a nine to five. I'm proud of it. I'm like, yeah, actually, I love the company I work for. Love my team. Love what I do. I think I would go crazy if I wasn't at home. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, I don't know. My wife would kill me. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, she said a few times, like when we were working from home, she's like, you got to get out of here. <laughs> you got to go. Like, I, I, yeah, I love the energy of the office. We've been, I was in the office for like two weeks and I sent everybody home because everybody got sick. Oh, um, really? So now we've been home for like a month now and I miss the energy of the office. Like, I guess yeah, it's I, great, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so anyway, but I, I really appreciate you coming on, Michael. I yeah, really appreciate I'm, our conversation. I'm dude. glad that we were introduced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We found each other on LinkedIn. Great place. Uh, well, Zach Bond told me to reach out. To you. That's right. Yeah. I love Zach. Because him and I were talking about stoicism. He's like, want to know who else loves stoicism? And he found out I had a podcast with my brother, kind of. Like, yeah. my mom listens to it. That's pretty much yeah. it. But, like, um, he was like, you want to know who else has a podcast? He's like, you have a lot in common with this guy. You should chat to him. So that's why, that's why I messaged you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He said that because I'm, I'm a huge stoic fan. Yeah. So I just posted recently, got a, got a little bit of flack for this idea that I said, I said, um, less psychology of sales, more philosophy of sales. Totally. And I wrote a, I wrote a po I wrote a post that was the philosophy of sales. And I put stoicism was the philosophy of sales. Um, and I got so much flack for that. Then you must've said something good. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, okay. The, the one guy was like, um, he said, I have ADHD diagnosed ADHD. Most people in the sales world have ADHD I do. diagnosed or undiagnosed, but like I had it, like a doctor told me, um, <laughs> he didn't have to, everybody knew it, whatever. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is I wrote that article and, and some guy was like, no, stoicism doesn't work for people with ADHD. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? I'm like, is it a little harder for me to do certain things? Sure but not really. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I also, I mean, I, everybody knew, but I had never yeah. actually seen a doctor for it. But like two weeks ago, I actually finally was officially diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. And I mean, I found stoicism like a year and a half ago and mm -hmm. I feel like it's helped my brain more than like a medication has so yeah, far. Like totally it's, it's changed the way that I think my perspective on things. Like I have less panic attacks because of stoicism. Like yeah, my, absolutely. My overall generalized anxiety is lower because of stoicism. Like, yeah. And it's just nothing. Like when you break it all down in those uh, Ryan holidays books, especially like mm -hmm. nothing is the most revolutionary idea ever. And that's the beauty of it is that like, yeah, the same problems yeah. have existed for like as long as people have been writing Yeah, and it's, you know, I don't know. And so yeah. just, I like it because it gave me ways of thinking and like perspective that just help all of that. Just, stuff yeah. It brings you back down to earth. Totally. What, what Ryan holiday book did you read first? Obstacle is the way oh, first good. One that I read. Cool. Yeah. I I, so yeah, I love Ryan holiday. I love all of that. Um, the first book I read, I, cause I was introduced to stoicism probably when I was a kid and it was like meditations. Yeah. Seneca. Yeah. Um, Epictetus. And, um, funny enough, like I, I don't bring this up a lot, but I'm LDS okay. and I went on a mission. I went on like an LDS mission and things like that. I'm still very active. I love, I love for me. It's yeah. Personally for me, it's yeah. good for me. Um, 
But funny enough, uh, I learned a lot about stoicism from the, the LDS church, uh, from my, from my religion, because there's a lot of similarities and people didn't notice that. And I was like, yeah, there's actually a lot in there. Yeah. And that was, I also get a lot of flag for that mm. in my church. I, I get, I get a lot of, I just get, I just say things yeah. like, and sometimes I'm wrong, but sometimes I'm right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so you get mad at me either way, but it's cool. Like, <laughs> it's whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Cause well. I, I mean, you shared, I grew up Greek Orthodox. My dad took me to church until I was like 12 or 13 or okay. something. And it just w- never hit for me. I was like, this doesn't, this isn't for me. And so sure. I, I grew up for a long time being like, I don't believe in any of that. I don't believe in anything. And yeah. then now that I'm getting older and I just feel like learning about myself and the world, I'm like leaning back towards a, a direction of like, well, I definitely believe in something. Anyway, <laughs> I tell people that like stoicism is like my religion. It's like yeah. my Bible. It gives, it's my structure. It's my framework. Like, yeah, it's, it's great. It's everything for me. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think it's great. Like I learned, like learning more about stoicism helped me apply my religion better. That makes total sense. You know what I mean? It was like, it helped me enhance my spirituality. So yeah, there's definitely, and I don't know. I don't, I I think you have to have something. I think philosophy is a great answer for, for, uh, the problems that we face in sales. Like I, I've changed my goals. Like my goal setting isn't the same. Like I don't Mm -hmm. set goals around sales Yeah. because like you can't control that. Yeah. Like, and by the way, around the inputs. Yeah. 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 The inputs and not only the inputs, but like the habits. Because like, Absolutely. right. Because here's the thing is like, we love the salespeople who can just crush it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when I was in car sales, we love the 50 car a month guys, but then the next month they were at zero and they were brain damaged and we had to pay them way too much money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I would write, you know, and, and where do you go with that? Like, because again, it's the same thing with the lottery scenario. Like if you don't have habits of money, you can't be successful with yeah. money. And like, so my goals in sales are around building good habits, which is a principle of stoicism. Habits and systems. Yeah, like <laughs> habits, like I'm going to make 50 phone calls today, period. If I get zero, I'm still going to make 50. Yeah. If I get all 50, I'm still going to make 50. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's not about what happens. It's about building habits that create successful salespeople because successful salespeople don't make one call one day, a hundred calls the next day, skip calls for three weeks and then make fit. Like that's not a successful salesperson. Yeah. They're consistently habitual with what they do. And that's a, that's a stoicism thing, right? Totally. So I, yeah, I think, but again, like I said, less psychology, like how does the brain work? Like you got to trigger yeah. all these words, trigger things in your brain. I'm like, no, why don't you just be a human being? Yeah. And like, philosophy like as i approach customers and clients with with stoicism mm-hmm. right like with uh, like imbo- trying to embody that empathy and like yeah and i think when sale most of the time when i hear salespeople talk about psychology it comes from a very manipulative place and like yeah. it's not like it's about triggering the right things to trick them into buying <laughs> not, 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 not trick necessarily but it's like but I yeah. want to word this a certain way so that they're more likely to, I, I don't know. Yeah, 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 exactly. It feels sneaky and like, like they're using psychology to right. try and like win. Whereas <laughs> I, I like the idea of a philosophy of sales more because it's like, I don't know. I think it starts a layer deeper, like kind of science yeah. cynics start with why sort of thing, yeah, like yeah, yeah. getting towards. Yeah. And well, that feels, I think better. Yeah. And so, and so the last part of the post was both are important. <clears throat> I said, both are important, one more than the other, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, because I, I do believe 
in sales, and you know this, right? We all know this. Like, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yes. Right? So there is that layer of psychology that Absolutely. has to come into play that's like, yeah, you could say that, but you probably should say it this way. Right? Yeah. If, your me- if this is your message, you should paint a different picture. But like philosophy, like stop trying to like, you know, I think salespeople get in this rut, get in slumps because they, number one, they haven't built the habits up. But number two, like they forgot, like you're in a slump and like no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they get really caught in short term. And yeah, I feel, like, I feel yeah. like having a philosophy of sales helps you zoom out and look at like, okay, I had a bad day. I had a bad week. It's like, but I'm still like, yeah, I'm still doing well for my quarter. I'm still doing well for the year. And I or, feel yeah, like, I'm doing well for the quarter. I'm doing well for the year. I did what I was supposed to do yeah. today. Like, and, I, and in sales, know. there's, there's a finite number of levers to pull. Like when you're coaching a salesperson, almost always, it's not like an infinite number of things that you can <laughs> yeah. change that'll make it better. Like a lot of the time it can be broken down to like, you know, is it what you're saying on the phone? Is it who you're calling? Is it when you're calling? Like, yeah. it's a pre- you know, there's a certain number of levers to pull to try and help. Yeah. And so that's one yeah, thing. It's that not helps. secret. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, when you're in a slump or whatever, it's like you like the movie Moneyball gets used with oh, sales yeah. a lot, like working backwards from your goal and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I just think that also ties into what you're saying as far We're, as like if you're in a slump and you're freaking out, it's like zoom out a little, realize like, <laughs> right. are you doing what you're supposed to do? All right, that's step one. You're doing, you're, you're hitting yeah. all those activity metrics. Step two. Now, is it what you're saying <laughs> on the phone? Is this a product knowledge issue? Like is yeah. it a certain number of things that it could be. Yeah. It's, a, it's only, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think coming from, you know, that same line of thinking, it's all, it's also like, um, you know, people forget too that it's like an input. It's like, it's also like a physics equation. Um, I don't know. I can't remember the law or anything, but it's the law of systems. Like if you input energy into a system and it comes out, like you lose energy during the system. So if you put 10 in, you get eight, eight or seven or eight out. Right. Like that's, that's how like energy works. Yeah. And so like, but also it it comes back into like philosophy, not psychology. It's like, you know, I've, I've got to put enough in here to, to get this much out. Right. Yeah. Um, and people miss that. They're like, I'm a one call closer. Yeah. I bro. I don't give a shit. If you're a one call closer. Yeah. I, how many phone calls did you make? Yeah. Right. I hate like my, another hot take of mine was like, and, and I get the spirit of it. Like I understand why you, we would say, um, like, outcomes over whatever or like you know i don't care if you make 50 phone calls or one phone call if you hit your goal yeah like i get it right cool yeah i'm totally with you on that but a good salesperson knows that that's not sustainable 100 percent. you know what i'm saying absolutely like if i if you if the first person you call the day is the first person you close the day and your goal is to only close one person and you get complacent the rest of the day yeah or, or content the rest of the day exactly you're toast. That's how you end up with these highs and lows. That's how you like, end up in a sales yeah, slump. Two hundred percent of my quota, you know, zero percent yeah. of my quota, zero percent of my quota. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exactly. Just staying level-headed, you know, putting in the things that you're supposed to put in, right. and then overall things will average out. Yeah, exactly. It just so will. I understand why I understand why sales leaders say that, and I understand why it sounds appealing. But like, if you're a good salesperson, you don't stop at the first win. Yeah. Like you don't, if right? If you're a first call closer, awesome. And you, you, you know, you made your first sale in, in yeah. five calls. <laughs> 
how much money would you make if you finished making the rest of yeah, your 50 call calls? 50. Like, don't yeah. you want yeah. more? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Call all 50. Yeah. Awesome. Do that times 10. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be rich. <laughs> but, but it's about, you know, but it just goes back to stoicism, like the philosophy of sales, which is like, you did great, man. So what? Mm-hmm. Like stoicism is also like, we don't get high and we don't get low. We stay right here. Like, yep. this is where we live. Like, I just, I want a million bucks. I'm, I'm, I feel the same if I win a million bucks, if I lose a million bucks. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cool. Like temperance. Uh, yeah. It's just whew, right there, dude. Yep. Because this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Damage Plan Insurance. Damage Plan Insurance is your local insurance company that will always make sure of two things that you have the correct coverage and that you're paying the least amount possible for those coverages. Zach is a really good friend of mine. In fact, he's been on the podcast before. I use all of my insurance through him and he's done a wonderful job. So give Zach and his team a call today, 385-243-2900. Again, that's 385-243-2900. Or you can find him on all social media under Damage Plan Insurance. Make sure that you're paying the least amount possible for the most coverage, but give Damage Plan a shot and it'll be the best decision you've ever made. Eventually you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Like what's that Winston Churchill quote? It's, um, Oh gosh, dude, why am I blanking? It's like one of my favorites. Apparently not, but I'm behind <laughs> a mic anyway. Oh, success isn't forever and failure isn't fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. That's what he says. Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, success isn't forever and failure is not going to kill you. You'll be okay. Yep. You'll be all right. But yeah, I liked when Zach and I talked about stoicism. I, I do, I do enjoy that philosophy um, along with like Buddhism. You know, I, I really love you. A great stoic book. If you've never read it is the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I've not read by it by Mark Manson. I, ha- I own the book. It's on the oh, show. Do you? Yeah. You put everything down and finish that one first deal. I would. That's what I would do. Yeah. I read that book. Changed my life. You, he used a little too many <laughs> F words. Yeah. <laughs> But I did watch a 30 minute YouTube video of him kind of breaking down the book. Oh, so dude. Mark Manson. I still a, will read the book. Mark Manson's was, a that baller. Was, yeah. Amazing. A baller. He, a uh, lot of cool, a lot of really cool stuff in that book. Like the first chapter is called don't try. And it's this counterintuitive approach to, su- to succeed yeah. to like drawing in. So the, the, I'll just sum it up, but you still got to read it. Cause it's a great chapter. I will promise. Because he goes, don't try is basically leveraging the, the paradox of control, the law of the paradox of control, which is the less you realize you have, the more you gain. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Like the less you realize, like I get in fights with this principle all the time, especially in my religious community. Cause I'm like, you don't have control. <laughs> well, cause I also like to like, like the title, right? Like the subtle of not giving a fuck. You're like, Whoa, why is it like that? And it makes you yeah. want to learn. It makes you want to engage. Yeah. If anything to prove it wrong, but, but you'll learn anyway. Yeah. So I always tell people, I go, like in my religious community, I go, you, can't, you don't have control over your body. And they're like, you're lying to me. And then my next thing is, is like, okay, well, for the next, so Michael, for the next week, you're not allowed to get sick or fatigued or tired. Yeah. And your brain isn't allowed to get foggy without your permission. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, that's not, that's not the same thing. I'm like, that is what, yeah. that is the yeah. same thing. Right? <laughs> like you can get a clean bill of health today from your doctor and then tomorrow get cancer. Totally. Because it just happened. Like, yeah. You know, you could be a, we've seen smokers live till a hundred yep. and never get anything. Yeah. And we, and we've seen one dude take one hit and get lung cancer. 
Yeah. Why? I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know, dude, but you can't control it. And so, yeah, and that's he, not a cynical point of view. I feel like some people might hear that and be like, well, that's a pretty dark way to look at life. No, it's freeing as hell. Yeah, like, that's right. That's the leveraging the paradox of control. It's like, oh, okay, so I get it now. Like, the less I realize I have, the more I can double down on what I am in control of, which is like your attitude, your uh, actions. And that's pretty much something it. stoicism <laughs> helped me with a ton was that and it sounds so simple but like i it helped me realize that like i actually really can change how i feel and i feel yeah. like a lot of people want to disagree with that even i have you know people that i know that really struggle with with certain things they're like well not everybody can and that's yes to a degree i'm sure some people yeah. struggle with things that other people don't but for me the realization that at any given point no matter how horrible of a thing that's happened like i can actually choose to not be upset by that yeah and just that simple concept has made my whole life better. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite, um, before we wrap up, because I know we're I know we're up there, but one of my favorite stories of Buddhist of of Buddhism and Stoicism, there's two. One of them is a, the boxing analogy that they use with things that happen to you. It's like you get into a boxing match, you and I get into a boxing match and you punch me in the face. I don't stop the match and say, hey Michael, why the hell did you punch me in the face? Yeah. It's like we're boxing, dude. Yeah. What did you expect him to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that's life, right? Yeah. Like why did that guy say that? Why did that guy? Because like, what else was he supposed to do? Dude, yeah. we're all on our path of life. So we know we all have different experiences. That guy could have been having a bad day or maybe he is just a totally. dick. Maybe, maybe he's a dick. But if you wake up understanding that some people are dicks, <laughs> you don't have to be so shocked when you encounter one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or maybe like, or maybe we can be a little more empathetic and yeah. be like, oh, he was having a bad day. Like yeah. maybe I should actually give a shit about somebody else other than myself mm -hmm. today. <laughs> like, and then the other one is the arrow. Uh, the Buddhist story of getting shot with an arrow, like getting shot with an arrow hurts. Like that's painful. And the, and it illustrates the difference between pain and suffering. Like getting shot with an arrow is painful, but telling yourself, telling yourself the, the, a story as to why you got shot with an arrow is called suffering. And that's mm. lasts longer. Yeah. Right. Like the story is you got shot with an arrow full stop. Yeah. Right. And it also is a great story to illustrate boundaries. So like, let's say, I do get shot with an arrow and it was malicious intent. Like yeah. somebody actually went out of their way to shoot me with an arrow. Um, that's great. Now I know I'm not, I don't have to be around that person, but yeah. I also don't have to be suffering for that because yeah. at the end of the day, I got shot with an arrow. The story is that all this up here, but at the end of the day, I don't have to suffer. Yeah. Like I can get away from you. I can heal my pain and I can move forward with my life. On his, <laughs> on his podcast, he explains it in one of my favorite ways. And he goes, um, this thing that happened and it's bad is two things. It's like this thing happened and you've decided it's bad. In between <laughs> stimulus and response is a space. And in that space is choice of yeah. how we respond to it. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, I, like it's not the most revolutionary idea in the world. <laughs> right, right. But uh, I like his podcast because mm -hmm. like, he'll, he'll give you the stoic words. And then he breaks it down and Ryan Holiday is such a smart, I just love how he talks. Oh, he's great. Every way he, you know how like one person can tell you something and the other person says it almost <laughs> the exact same way. Yeah. Like that like, one clicked and that one didn't. Yeah. Whenever Ryan Holiday speaks, I'm like, yes, that's, that's it. that worked for me. <laughs> have you read his book conspiracy? I have not. Oh, no. bro. Out of all of the books he's read. Was that his first one? No. Oh. So he wrote, trust me, I'm lying. The perennial seller. Then he wrote his trilogy. Um, but in between his trilogy, he wrote a book called conspiracy, 
and now he's on to courage is the key. So I think that's all courage is calling courage is calling. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's a great book. Just finished that one. But in between, I think it was ego is the enemy and stillness is the key. Uh, or maybe it was right after it was, it was in when he was writing his trilogy, he wrote a book called conspiracy and dude, I think it's a crazy story about Peter Thiel, Hulk Hogan, uh, and all these mad players in there. But the whole book is like this stoic journey of like, of power. Yeah. Oh dude. It's, it's unbelievable. It's great. Um, but anyway, yeah. Ryan holiday. Um, he's dude. Yeah. I joined the daily stoic. I bought like all of his coins. Like it's all, it's all beautiful. Yeah. I have his Amorfati coin <laughs> on my desk. Yeah. I, I, and, and, uh, Amorfati sleeve is going to be stoicism. This yeah. is Icarus. It's supposed to be temperance. Cause oh, I didn't yeah. like the traditional symbol of like watering down wine. Oh yeah. So for me, Icarus is also temperance. Yeah. Fly too close to sun. Kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah. But next week I get the owl and lion and the scales will go on my hand. And yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to finish up my sleeve with uh memento mori on there yeah that's my favorite yeah. one i think memento mori is the one that hit me the hardest yeah so memento mori and amor fati are going on both sides yeah 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 it's got to amor fati is great too mm-hmm. dude those it's two the, i think that, are my it's fa- difficult i love it i get it amor fati is hard you know what though i wrote this in my book i wrote a sales book and uh premeditato malorum is the philosophy of sales that's the so the premeditation of evils mm-hmm that's what I teach salespeople. And they're like, why would you, I'm like, dude, because if I, if I prepare for you to tell me, no, mm-hmm. it's not a surprise when you tell me no. Yeah. And I can just deal with it. Like what were you supposed to do? Whip out your checkbook. Yeah. Write me a 50 K check without asking any questions. Mm-hmm. No, dude, that's not real life. Like premeditative alarm is the premeditations yeah. of evils, keeping everything that could go wrong in front of your mind's eye and realizing that when it goes wrong, you'll be okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, so yeah, dude, it's all great. But anyway, um, Michael, I really appreciate you being here. I really appreciate our conversation, homie. Absolutely. So this where, was incredible. Yeah, dude. Where can people find like your photography if they want to get involved? Um, my Instagram, uh, is probably the main thing. It's M. So it's my name, M I K A L, but there's all double letters except for the M. Yeah. So it's M I I K K A A L. <laughs> but also if, uh, my website has all links. So just michaelkalitis.com, which okay. is also spelled really funny. So you'll have to link it for them. <laughs> all right. That'll all be in there, bro. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you for having me.